Welcome to episode four of Cougars Insider. I'm your host, Jordan Smith. Today I'm talking to Jordy from Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave about how important social media is, as well as new signing Spencer Golden for the Victoria Cougars. Be sure to head over to our social media at CougarsJRHockey. It's where you'll find our Instagram and our Twitter, as well as VictoriaCougars.com. Hey, I'm now on with Jordy from Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Hey, no worries. Jordy, thanks for joining me. This is uh, this is going to be uh, a little bit of fun. I wanted to uh, chat with somebody that was a little bit more of an expert in a certain topic. And I figured what better person than to uh, chat with the guy who's taken Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave and made it something pretty huge. Yeah, on the digital front, for sure. I know uh, Ken and his family are the ones who kind of put all these unique creations together. But yeah, I definitely was the one who helped uh, showcase it to the world and kind of outside of the Victoria community. Well, uh, before we get too far into this, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what you do and what Ken does with Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave and uh, about the importance of turning something fun like his backyard project into something huge. Um, so first of all, Jordy, uh, you're, you're the digital guy. You, you produce uh, promotional material and, uh, video, social media aspects, that kind of stuff, right? So yeah. why don't we uh, talk a little bit about that? What got you started and, uh, who you are essentially. So people know who we're talking about. Yeah. So, um, I'm a neighbor of Ken Shaw and, uh, I got, went up to the cave, ultimate hockey fan cave to play road hockey through a friend of a friend. And uh, I was told he had a pretty cool, awesome fan cave, man cave in his backyard. And uh, he showed it to me. And I just had that expectation, you know, like whenever someone says they have one of those, that it's just a, it's a basement with a couple really big screen TV and a couple recliners and some frame jerseys or something like that. But I was blown away and shocked. And it's its own building in his backyard that he built with his father-in-law over three years. And it's everything hockey. There's eight TVs, two bars, like four fridges, and over 100-plus creations made out of broken-in, reused, uh, recycled hockey sticks, uh, including a 1,700-stick hockey stick floor. And so I... um, I just, we kept playing road hockey together. And I said to him, like, you've got to put this online. And he looked at me and he's like, you know, I just make this stuff because that's what I do. He doesn't hunt fish golf. This is his hobby is making really cool, unique stuff from hockey sticks and then using it as functional furniture, like hockey stick chairs, uh, ceilings, wine or ceiling fans, wine racks, like you name it. He's tried to build it out of hockey sticks. And so, um, I've just always kind of been into kind of technology. I can't build things physically. I'm not the handyman type skill, but I can do it digitally. And um, so Ken and I just kind of started working together, him and his expertise and and mine and me working in mine. And we just kind of, Ken gave me the term as a digital mechanic for the cave. Um, And uh, we've been showcasing photos, images or photos and, videos and doing live streams and vlogs and kind of and ha- we even have our own uh, podcast called cave talk uh, and we just kind of bring everybody along for the ride that is the ultimate hockey fan cave now i've been going through a lot of your stuff lately i've i've seen a little bit of it uh, online but i never really dove all that 
deep into it. And now that I've been going through and looking at some of the stuff that you guys have done, both your, the vlogs and uh, the IGTV walkthrough that you did um, and the podcasts and just the creations that Ken has done, what you guys have done is you've taken something as simple as a hobby that is unique and made it huge. And it's got a really big following well outside of Victoria alone. And Mm -hmm. I think that shows how important social media can be as a marketing tool, Um, not just for something fun like the fan cave, but as a business tool for uh, promotions for hockey team, like the Victoria Cougars. Absolutely. And that's why I kind of wanted to bring you on and talk to a little bit about how important is social media and using this technology in the modern hockey age Mm -hmm. to promote your team to the greater world outside of just your local fan base. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. I, this stuff is the social media, the, you know, the medium of, of videos and photos uh, this stuff isn't going away. It's only going to get bigger. You know, virtuality is only going to come in more. We're going to kind of develop all this stuff out. It isn't going away. So um, the people who resist getting on board with it, they're going to be playing catch up here in a few years. So it's, it's, it's critical. And we're kind of at that point in time where, yeah, you do either get on board and you put resources and budget and stuff into it and join in, or you kind of kind of go back to the old school way of trying to get your brand, your messaging, your, product like this doesn't just go for hockey teams this just doesn't go for backyard fan caves this goes for any business Uh, i use the example of toys r us toys r us had an opportunity way back in the day to get be a part of amazon and they said no no one's ever going to buy toys online or buy those products they're going to want to go in store and do that and uh, you know i believe they in the states went out of business for that so um it's an innovator die type of time here because um, i'm a big believer if you're not doing it your competitors are and that works for business as well as athletes so um if you're not <clears throat> so if we're speaking to like the cougars audience the cougars players you know, if you're not marketing yourself, showing what you're doing in the off season, you know, unless you're kind of that Gretzky, the Crosby, it's going to be really tough for maybe a division one, you know, in Boston college, for example, to pick you up or try to, you know, look at you down, uh, bringing you onto their team for scholarships or whatever your goal may be. Um, so it's, it's absolutely critical to be able to do that because there is kids and parents helping their kids do it. Um, there's a, there's a, uh, in the hockey world, there's this account, uh, this kid's name, he's eight years old. His name's Roman uh, James Marcotte. And uh, I'm not sure if you'd seen him, Jordan, but he was, uh, he's eight years old and um, his, he's are from Anchorage, Alaska. And his dad is his coach and he's been showcasing all of uh, Roman's progress and his ability, which is just astounding. And he mimics quite a bit of, of Sidney Crosby. But through all this, not only has he uh, harnessed a huge following on like Instagram, he actually, some of his footage made it to the big screen at the NHL All-Star Game. And in turn, long story short, he got flown out, got to meet Crosby, got all this stuff. And now people on, and teams are watching his progress. And because his dad is showing him doing drills on his Instagram account and his stuff, uh, he now has eyes from anywhere in the world, whether it's like, and they're in Anchorage, Alaska. So it's not like they're in a Toronto or a New York or like Boston, these, you know, the original six type of locations where it's so it's a lot easier to get to people to come out and scout you um he's just even the playing field now by it doesn't really matter where his son is uh because technology has even that playing field and showing his development because you know a lot of kids are showcasing the you know playing Fortnite and stuff online 
Um, these recruiters, uh, competitors, business competitors, if you're going to do that too, you can look at your competitors through social media and see what they're doing. And that goes for these young hockey players. If you're going to look at like, you know, your rival person who's competing for your top spot during recruitment, they could be posting their dryland training two, three times a week. And you're posting your Fortnite games or whatever it may be. Um, who is a recruiter? you know, that information's there. Who is the recruiter going to choose for that scholarship or whatever it may be? So it's absolutely 100% critical in any walk of life now because this stuff is not going away. We have had that discussion a few times on my live broadcast during Cougars games. And every once in a while, you see that, that kid who's playing junior B and then you're thinking, how is this kid not in junior A or higher? And we've had that discussion where, well, maybe they lived somewhere where they just were never noticed. Mm-hmm. They were good enough to be at that, um, you know, the major junior level or higher. And nobody really noticed them because they're living in somewhere like Anchorage, Alaska, where not a whole lot of scouts are traveling all the way up there when they've got so much talent in, you know, Los Angeles, Toronto, Vancouver, that kind of thing in the big metropolitan areas. How so social media working as a scouting tool for players like this is fantastic. I'm going through Roman's Instagram right now. He's got a ton of followers, and this kid's got skill. So mm-hmm. this is, this is going to get him on a big team when he's old enough to play at the junior level. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Not only is it gonna, the, the, it's a balancing act with social media. So social media, especially for these kids, and we've seen, we've seen lots of downfall due to social media, like a Johnny Manziel. Like Johnny Manziel, social media kind of killed his career because – you know, he was posting like drinking at clubs instead of like doing his workouts or whatever it may be. So mm. there also, it, there's also a gap, I think, when it comes to these kids at 15 or 16 or however old they're going to be when they get into this junior B, junior A, junior A level um, of how to manage themselves professionally with so much access to to share so much of their life. Like there's got to, I, I honestly think there should be at that level um, someone on each of these teams that's designated to show them how to proper, properly not only market themselves, but also protect themselves from uh, doing posting stupid stuff that almost like a kind of like a team publicist to ensure that, you know, they're, they're giving themselves the best chance to get recruited, but not doing stupid stuff by posting them doing random things that really shouldn't be shown that'll hurt their own personal brand, which will hurt them to get recruited to get to it. So it, it's a balancing act. It can be like in Roman's case, it's the greatest gift there is. Cause you know, uh, he'll probably be end up, you know, getting drafted down the line for whatever, to whatever team because of it. Um, but on the other side, we hear all those horror stories about um, how it's destroyed careers or destroyed potential uh, careers. Well, you even see huge celebrities that have completely ruined careers or ruined job opportunities because they've done something stupid online. Mm -hmm. And it is, it is definitely important to have somebody either managing what goes online or have the kid educated into what is good and what isn't. So yeah, from an individual's perspective, that's definitely important. How is it from a team's perspective as far as the importance of social media? Now the Cougars, we've had Twitter and Instagram since the beginning, but we've never really utilized it outside of your basic stuff. The, you know, the big news and the scores and whatnot, but we've, we've shifted gears a little bit this off season and trying to expand our portfolio a little bit more to, bring in fans that maybe weren't fans before or mm-hmm. bring fans in a little closer to see what, how things work in our organization. 
Uh, this podcast is a good example of that. We've never really kind of talked about the team outside of the broadcast themselves or official news releases. How important is social media and the internet as a whole for teams going forward? Because like the Cougars, a bit of a traditional team. This is something that's new to them. So for sure. Yeah. How, is, how, how important really is it for teams going forward? Um, it's, like I mentioned, it, I, I think it's critical. I think as sitting here as a hockey fan, I love the behind the scenes stuff. Like we've all seen, you know, the hockey night in Canada, the games and stuff, but I, I love seeing like how, you know, like the road to the winter classic. I love those type of behind the scenes stuff that that makes me a fan more of like the person and the personality than just like, like Crosby or whatever, getting to see Crosby interacting with like flurry on the flight, you know, playing, I think they were playing like, PSP or something back in the day on uh, like Call of Duty or something on the airplane and seeing Crosby relate to, you know, uh, Flurry and just have fun with that. You know, I get to see Crosby all the time playing and Flurry playing on the ice, but get to see more of their personality than just those like stock interviews, you know, get the puck steep, 110%, the cliche interviews. I like to see kind of the humans behind that front. And I think it's a, um, I think that's the great thing about social media is it allow, provides you an avenue and, and a way to do that. And I think that's how you want to make use social media to make it as easy as possible for somebody to be a fan. Most of all these things, including your podcast, and just for the record, you're doing a great job with the podcast, so keep it up. And um, they, uh, But using social media to allow fans to be able to connect, find out more information, and provide them content uh, is critical because they're going to be the ones that like, Oh, like I didn't know that about this player or, you know, this is where they're from or you have them on. It's just kind of uh, solidifying them as a fan when you use social media and you use it right. And I think that's critical for an organization and team moving forward is try to really concrete those fans. Because like I said, if you're not doing your competitors are, they might, you know, they might do a podcast and steal that, uh, steal that attention from you guys over to them. So I think it's critical and it's nice to see these traditional teams, traditional organizations like the Cougars being open to that innovative next step approach, because I think we're, everyone's slowly starting to open up the scope a bit and see that this is not going anywhere. Now your perspective, you produce uh, promotional material at a professional level. Mm -hmm. Um, now, this might be a bit of a biased opinion on your part, but how important is it for a team to balance the high quality, high production value promotional material that someone like yourself makes, as well as kind of the raw behind the scenes cell phone stuff that you get on a lot of social media? Because NHL teams, almost everything they produce is the high pro level mm -hmm. content, but that's not really feasible for a junior team. Where is there a balancing act that a team needs to do between you know, spending the money on promotional material as well as uh, giving, giving the players a, a camera and say, go have some fun with it. Yeah, there's, um, there's a time and a place for both. So the, prof the, the professional content, the professional like videos and cinematic stuff are great for like, I love the Hockey Night in Canada, like intros, like those have to be cinematic. Those have to be top quality. Um, but I know from all the work I've done with social media, um, using the the fan cave for example so we've done like put together some nice like promotional stuff and like cinematic nice quality fun transitions good music and it's done okay in response so like the numbers are okay the views are good we got a you know few followers people commented 
Um, but our biggest thing that has ever been put out to the world was an iPhone video that I did on my phone walking in the back of the, by where the fan cave is and just showing a, the swinging love seat, which is an upside down ice hockey net that's mounted to swing. That reached, uh, the first time we put it out, I believe it reached 2.4 million people organically. So no paid ads, just viral content. And then I think we did about six, seven months later, and I think it was like 1.8 million. And that was just iPhone with no music. And I think all it was is we put on like a goal horn. And so when you look at comparing those two, you know, it goes to show that I believe the iPhone, the or kind of the raw footage, it's just it's it's more human and i think we attach to that more because it's not fake it's not produced i use the example of the sham wow guy a lot because you know he's trying to sell you stuff and it's somewhat fake but you'll watch it because it's potentially entertaining so i think humans aren't aren't stupid and we we can tell when someone's a trying to tell us uh, it's fake or it's produced we can tell that very quickly without even knowing it but the raw on the raw on the iphone you know it doesn't it's not color graded it doesn't have awesome sound effects transitions just goes to show that it's real and that that realness is what i think is is great for these organizations to show is showing these kids these athletes trying so hard to make it to the next step and they've all got a story and if you can combine that rawness with a great story and maybe put in a little bit of production value, you found that balance that works. And, that, and so they, they ha- both have their time and a place for like promotional ad. I would say do it cinematic, a little more, uh, a little more buffed up, clean. Uh, but then when you just want to show these kids, hockey players being kid hockey players, um, you know, have someone there with a phone that uh, can record it and put it together quickly and, and get it out to the world. And you'll start to have more fans be bought in, not just because of the hockey, but bought in because they like the, the humans that are behind the hockey, uh, the humans that are behind the Jersey. Well, Jordy, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate your time. Social media is important. It's probably the biggest takeaway that we can get from this is it's not going away. And, uh, you should embrace it. Otherwise, you're going to be falling behind. And the Cougars are trying to play catch up a little bit. But we're, uh, I think we're, we're doing a lot better this summer and going forward coming up for this upcoming season. I think things are going to be fantastic. We're going to be doing a lot more stuff online, some Instagram TV stuff, um, switching to straight video interviews for the games. I think that's going to be a lot more fun as far as our broadcast goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and, I think you guys yeah. are good. The Cougars are um, if they continue kind of on their approach, just even like having a podcast at, at this at junior B level in, in the league and stuff is you're going to start to see other teams doing it. So I think, I think uh, the Cougars may be a traditional organization, but like I said, they're open to innovating. I, I no pun in, well, I guess they're not pack animals, but I didn't want to throw in a pun there, but I think they'll be leading the pack uh, when it comes to this type of social media content uh, uh, for uh, the, for the league. Uh, before we, uh, let you go, Jordy, why don't you tell, uh, everybody where we can find you online and what you got going in your future? Yeah, for sure. Um, I have my own business, passionate media. So passionitmedia.com. Uh, I create, uh, content, marketing content, promotional content, social media support for small, medium sized businesses. 
who just don't have the manpower or, or the ability to. And then uh, part of that includes running the Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave. Uh, check us out at ultimatehockeyfancave.com. We are pretty much on every platform uh, under the handle Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave, live streams, vlogs, podcasts. We, we do it all, and we have a blast doing it. And we're not a business. We're just a bunch of uh, hockey fans who get together and kind of try to share what we consider the world's best hockey fan cave to the world. Well, that's awesome. Jordy, appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining me here. Be sure to head over to his social media. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CougarsJRHockey. Thanks for joining me. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Jordan. Great job. I'm on the phone with Spencer Golden. Thanks for joining me, Spencer. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. To, I appreciate uh, it. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to spend a couple minutes and chat with you. You just signed a new agreement with the Victoria Cougars. I wanted to maybe look at uh, midget hockey a little bit and then uh, your time with your hockey academy at school. And Sounds you're, great. You're a Saanich midget product. Uh, what was it like playing midget hockey for the Braves? Midget hockey was honestly like probably three of the best years of my life for sure. Um, from like even first year. Uh, it wasn't really something I was expecting to uh, make the midget A team. Um, but, you know, getting the experience, being able to go to, uh, go to provincials with, uh, you know, a pretty great group of guys and a great uh, group of leaders. Uh, you know, it definitely, uh, you know, paid off in the long run going on to the next two years, uh, which, you know, we, we, uh, we made the provincials. Yeah, no, it was, it was definitely, definitely a great experience playing uh, midget at Sandwich for the past three years. And now you also played hockey in school. What was the, what's the difference in playing midget hockey with someone like the Braves and playing hockey in school? Is it a different feel, different type of hockey, or do they translate well to each other? I mean, it was, it was great for sure for my development, I think, because in, uh, in the school academy, we focused a ton on just like individual skills um, and, you know, just kind of stuff you, you don't really get to work on when you have team practices. Because obviously with your team, you got to work on systems. You got to work on like four checks, that kind of stuff. But with, with the academy, we had tons of time to like, you, you just get to practice a bunch of stuff that obviously you can use in game situations, but you, you just don't get to practice that kind of stuff, you know, with your team. So it definitely benefited me for sure. Now going into junior hockey, what are your ultimate goals? Are you, uh, are you aiming for junior A right away? Or are you looking to kind of, pat out your resume a little bit to use this towards post-secondary school. Maybe what, what's your ultimate goal for hockey? I mean, I, I just want to go as far as I can go really. Schooling would be great. Obviously, you know, at, at the end of, uh, at the end of my junior career, but I just want to, you know, go as, as far as, as far as, uh, as far as I can, I guess. Um, and I definitely think, you know, joining the Cougars, I feel like that's definitely something that's going to help me out because, you know, with all the commitment, they, uh, they, they expect of players. Uh, I feel like that's definitely going to make me into the best hockey player I can be for sure. Well, we've, you're the second player out of the midget program out of Saanich that we've signed Bryce Irwin being the other one. Do you have any experience playing with Bryce? Yeah. Yeah. Um, second year, I think he came over to Saanich. So I was, I guess two years ago uh, and he, he played on my midget team. Uh, obviously we made it to provincials. Uh, we, we both did pretty well, I think. And uh, yeah, no, it, it's it's great. It's great being, uh, you know, going to a junior team. Already knowing a guy from your your past couple of years. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I love him. It's a it's it's really exciting for sure to be playing with him again. 
Uh, what's it going to be like for you wearing a Cougars uniform and playing against the Braves junior team? Uh, it's it's going to be a bit of a change. Uh, obviously, I've only played at Saanich my whole life. Um, so, you know, growing up, uh, playing with a bunch of the guys I'm going to be playing against now this year, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big change. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, maybe the first away game there or, you know, even, even having them at home. Like, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be really cool facing off against uh, all the guys I've grown up with. It's going to be a little strange, I bet, going into Perks as uh, somebody on the road as, a, as opposed to being your home arena, eh? Yeah, I've never done that. So only, only for like the odd practice. But no, it, it's going to be completely different being on the other side of the rink. But I don't know. I'm, as I said, like I, I couldn't be more excited. Uh, what uh, What is probably the most exciting part about moving up into junior hockey as opposed to midget hockey? What's the What are you looking forward to the most? It's just um, like with the Cougars, I guess it's it's a lot more commitment um, with midget hockey. Uh, you know, obviously like the whole association, they have to share the ice with, you know, equally between all the teams. So you don't get too much ice, but uh, so I, I think we had like three practices a week um, and then games on the weekend. But with the Cougars, they have like tons of, uh, obviously tons of on ice stuff, tons of skill work. And then obviously they're uh, doing off ice stuff. Like last year I joined them for like, uh, they had a like scavenger hunt going on and yep. yeah, it's just, just a bunch of like little extra things, just more team building, more, it's just a lot more commitment, I feel like. And that's um, that definitely something I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to. Well, I appreciate your time chatting with me. Spencer Golden joining the Victoria Cougars this year. I really appreciate your time. And uh, we'll have to see you at main camp. And we'll see you in a Cougars uniform come September. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on, Jordan. Uh, anytime. You have yourself a good day. And we'll see you soon. You too. Bye.